Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today I am joined by Coach Luke. Hey Luke. Hey Chloe. I am good, thank you. Um, yeah, good. excited to be diving into this one. It's not often that I'm not leading them, so I'm quite excited for this. Yeah, and Liam is here too. Hey Liam, you alright? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. How are you? How's things? I'm fab, thanks. Yeah, really good. good. So guys, today we're going to be talking about evening training and how to fuel for your evening training sessions. Uh, a little bit about the common mistakes maybe to avoid, what timings are going to look like, and then perhaps what to do after and how that's going to affect our sleep, things like that. So all you evening training people, this one is for you. So let's kick off with, I'm going to start by directing this to Luke. Tell me some of the most common mistakes you see as people training in the evening. Cool. So the couple that immediately kind of spring to mind for me are some that should be kind of fairly obvious, but it doesn't mean that we don't see them at all. And that is essentially not necessarily eating enough beforehand and not eating afterwards. And it always kind of depends on the timing as well. I think let's go with the before one first. Um, I think any of us that have ever worked a nine to five job uh, know that sometimes we're kind of pretty constrained by lunch hours and stuff like that. And the big mistake that I see a lot of people do is they will basically not eat from lunch until the time when they go off to train, which is a long old period of time. If you're going to train straight after work, that's five or six hours really that it could be of not having had any fuel ultimately. And you might go into that session and feel flat. And there's probably a reason for that. And it's that your energy availability at that point in time is pretty damn low and you're going to suffer. So I think that's a, a huge, huge one we often see. And the good news is the way to fix that just takes a little bit of planning, right? And I'm sure that's definitely going to be something that we'll dive into. But then as I say, on the flip side, the other kind of big mistake is not eating afterwards. And this could be for people that perhaps kind of train a little bit later in the evening, the kind of people that, you know, the working day is done, they eat and then they go and train. And then after that, they're kind of left in this limbo where they've already had their dinner a little bit earlier. What do we necessarily do? afterwards to make sure we're refueling recovering well and obviously we are going to answer all of those questions here today right yeah absolutely Liam what about you in particular you see yeah just the follow-on from Lucy's one with the low energy availability leading into the session uh like I said common one is not eating but all the other side of it is scrambling a banana or a protein bar in the changing rooms just beforehand uh, you know people people eating things that 
probably aren't going to help or maybe even hinder their performance, you know, right before that they're going to work out. So with like I said, we're going to, we'll talk through the timings in a minute, but that's definitely something, you know, to, to highlight, I'll oh, do you or do that. Yeah. You know, it's probably something that we want to avoid. And, uh, and then maybe, maybe there's the other thing in terms of not just food, it's hydration as well. I think often people are quite good at hydrating in the mornings, kind of getting up, getting hydrated, you know, and that afternoon kind of comes around and maybe we just have like a, one cup of tea or the water intake kind of goes down a little bit. And we know that, Hydration has a massive effect on performance. So definitely something just just there just to be like, look, I know it's probably these boring nutritionists talking about bloody hydration again, but it's so, so important for evening training, in my opinion, because maybe the use of caffeine is a little bit more limited in the evening, so we can't get that boost. So hydration is definitely something that I want to highlight as a, as a real kind of factor to affect your performance. Yeah, absolutely. The protein bar one always makes me laugh. It's always the thing everyone turns to before a workout. If you go to Banana a CrossFit gym, you've got protein bar. bars. Yeah, and they ram the Full protein fiber, bar and they're like... Slow digesting, <laughs> roll it. That's what I worked just before. We burp these hands down push-ups. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. All right. All right, guys. So let's talk through the timings a little bit. So, you know, we've had a full day of work and eating and whatever, and then let's start about two to three hours out of our session. So if you train at six, maybe we're looking at... I don't know, like post logic two ish, three ish. What guy? What would you guys recommend to eat about two to three hours before the session? Luke, you can do that with me. <laughs> of course, of course. So yeah, two to three hours. Like we said, you've you've still got time there where you don't have to chase your nutrition, and I think that's something that we at PH talk a lot about is not chasing your nutrition, which is you know the case that Liam kind of said there, which is when you're in the changing room chowing down on whatever you can two to three hours before you're able to have something relatively substantial because it's not necessarily going to be sat you know on your stomach so it doesn't have to be as small as say like a banana or a cereal bar or something with carbs you definitely want to get some carbs in but because you've still got that time you can probably get away with a slightly bigger kind of snack there immediately my mind goes to what I always have, which tends to be like a bagel and a little bit of peanut butter and jam. Not too much peanut butter, obviously, but a little bit of peanut butter and some jam. Again, as I say, you can kind of get away with that a little bit more further away just because we know that obviously fats digested that little bit slower than carbs, but something like that, that is going to, you're going to feel full after something like that for sure, especially if you only had lunch two or three hours ago. Um, and almost to echo what Liam said about hydration as well, it's good to again chase your hydration not chase your hydration even stay ahead of having to chase mm. your hydration so making sure that even in the afternoon when you're working at your desk you're chugging in some water as well that kind of thing keeping an eye on the color of your urine making sure it's not super dark yeah definitely that would be kind of the stuff that i would go for for sure i, th I think there's a there's a bit of a a fear of eating a, a kind of mini meal or a larger yeah. snack in that afternoon period and you know, we think of snacks as, like you say, a little naked bar or a cereal bar. And actually, like, it's 120 calories. And we're expecting that to kind of fuel our sessions because the next meal we'll probably eat is going to be 7.30, 8 o'clock. I think taking that bird's eye view of your nutrition and looking at when you're going to be actually eating your next meal, Luke said that nailed it. You've got to be eating something more substantial again if you're... You know, if you're training in that kind of like evening period, maybe the five, five thirty is probably, you know, something where you can have like a large snack, but assembly like a mini meal, like something substantial, not just a snack food. It's going to be a massive help for your performance. Like we talk a lot about it. Eating more pre-workout is probably going to be more beneficial to your performance and your recovery and your hunger levels later on than just 
you know, oh, I, uh, I don't want to eat too much. Uh, and then overeating at night. Now, it, it is figuring it out what works for you. That's that's the key thing. Like Luke said there, bagel. I know Tom does that. Some people have a yogurt and granola and, and fruit. Some people might have a wrap, little bag, of, little, little packet of sushi or something like this if you're out and about. Like these types of things, really kind of like easy to grab stuff that maybe aren't in your mind as snack foods. You know, that's definitely something that we would uh, would advocate. And what we see on a regular basis may have a, have a massive improvement for people's kind of energy uh, leading into evening even training sessions yeah definitely and it is learning about what works best for you like you'll find your food that gives you that that good energy like some you know some people can have that yogurt and granola and it will carry them through and you know if I have that it's you know it used up super quick I'm like I need what so it kind of does depend on what works for you don't you um and then okay so we're getting a bit closer to possession now so maybe looking like half an hour before would you guys recommend having anything a little bit closer to the session? Uh, I'm going to come back to you for this. And, and I'm going to give the classic nutritionist answer of it depends, right? And I think if you're in that situation where um, two to three hours before, even 90 minutes before, you've had a decent sized mini meal, to use the phrase that Liam used there, um, and you're feeling well fueled, you're not necessarily hungry and your energy levels are pretty high, then you don't necessarily need to have anything half an hour before. I think if you've been a bit less kind of on it with that kind of thing and you haven't had that poison you might not just like the way it feels it might not fit in your day with the structure then 30 minutes to kind of 60 minutes before i think this is when you can be getting in that smaller higher carb snack to just give yourself that little bit of energy and take your energy availability up and also psychologically you'll feel a little bit of a boost going into that workout. Mm. If you go in thinking, yeah, like I know 30 minutes ago I had a banana, I've had like a decent 20 gram hit of carbs, which as we know isn't a huge amount but we'll take that energy availability up that little bit. We'll make you mentally feel like you're a little bit more fueled and more prepared going into it and happy days. And it's about kind of keeping those things simple as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm a big advocate for things like Saurine and Squares bars and that kind of stuff that's super simple right. and have on the go. Squares, I'm a, I love a Squares bar. That's and obviously in, in this now. context, they, yeah, of course they are. They, of course they are. And in that context, obviously, it's so fine because you're going to be training. You're going to be using the energy that you're taking out. Obviously, if you just sat at home eating Squares bars all day, it's not going to go too well. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a boost <laughs> before a training session, uh, that, that kind of thing is what I'd say go for. Yeah, definitely. I think that the closer you get to your session, like Lou said, the more simple the carbohydrates have to be. But also it can, you know, maybe that's more than 60 minutes, 45 minutes, but then 30 minutes, definitely looking at more liquid-based. So, you know, carb drink, sports drink, coconut water, you know, carb powders, you know, stuff like this is definitely something that, you know, even if you've eaten prior to this, depends on your goal. Like if you've eaten well, then you don't need it. But if you're trying to really, you know, chuck on a bit of size or really push your performance or you feel a little bit beat up and, you know, you, you feel that you need that little bit of extra, then, you know, I think utilizing liquid carbohydrates or like you said, they're the more kind of higher carb kind of, you know, easy to digest snack is definitely like an extra little, you know, little boost to, to, to kind of, you know, pop in there because, you know, like, with evening training, you know, the, 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 the normal pre-workout hit of caffeine is probably, you know, something that we want to, we want to avoid, you know, unless, unless you really want to just be, you know, laying in bed at, at night, wide awake. I mean, look, I don't, for me, I don't, we don't advocate kind of caffeine anywhere towards evening training. Now, I'm sure you've heard people say, 
maybe Chloe, you can answer this, right? Where clients are like, oh, I can drink caffeine, like, you know, just before I go to bed and still go to sleep and doesn't affect it, but you might be able to fall asleep. But actually, what's the quality? What's the, you know, the actual length of your sleep cycle there? It does, you can't cheat it. You can, you can't get away from it. If you're, if you're smashing, you know, 108 milligrams of caffeine, you know, at five o'clock at night, like it's going to affect your, and maybe your performance is too important to you than sleep, but, you know, I think what we've kind of said there is definitely like, look, you can, there's other sources. You've got to be, you know, food first approach. And often sometimes when people are feeling it, that, that flaggingness or not trend, not feeling as, as energized, it's probably down to like that, not eating enough, not hydrating enough. And maybe just using some of those strategies is going to be beneficial. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think on the, on the caffeine note as well, you said about people saying, oh, well, it doesn't affect me. I can have a pre-workout for I train at 6 p.m. And those pre-workouts are lethal and they sleep okay. But then the next morning you wake up and you're feeling tired when you wake up. And I think some people don't realize that that is an indicator that you should not be having that caffeine before you go to bed. Even if you think you sleep okay, you wake up feeling fatigued already for the next day. So it does have that carryover. So yeah, so we've got a little bit of a lead up there with food into the session. We're not going to net any caffeine. We're going to have our nice sugary carbs. We're going to have our saurine, our squares bar before. Okay, so we're done with training. What um, should we kind of be getting after and how important is it to get food after? Um, Luke, what would you suggest for this? So the the usual thing that I always come back to is sticking with the, the three hours of recovery, right? So whenever we do any kind of training session, we want to be refueling, we want to be repairing and we want to be rehydrating, right? So refueling with carbohydrates, repairing with protein and rehydrating, obviously, with water or some other hypotonic fluid there as well. Um, I think the trap that people can get caught up in with evening training is the kind of situation I gave at the start where they might have dinner before, train later in the evening at like 8, 9 p.m. or whatever time it might be. Um, And then after that, they're just thinking, well, I do not have time to sit and eat and the kind of recovery there as well. I think the ideal situation for me um, is training before that, obviously. And then that dinner, if it's a well-balanced meal, you're going to be getting some carbs in, you're going to be getting some protein in, you're also going to be getting some good quality fruit and veg in there as well. Um, But if you've had that dinner before, then having something and focusing on those three hours where it's protein, it's carbs. Again, you still want that protein portion to be relatively high. I mean, like 30, 25 to 40 grams, we'd say to go by those kind of numbers and then trying to get in probably 30 to 50 grams of carbs as well. But as I say, if you are training in the evening, it's about finding the easiest way to do that so that you're not sat feeling full and it takes that bit time where you've got to prep something and then go to bed. So again, something like a shake that you make that you have maybe some oats in there, banana in there, or even the kind of, I always think a really easy win can be to use those mass gainer shakes. Not even necessarily if you're gaining mass, but the proportions that they have of protein to carbs tend to be pretty much bang on what you would want for recovery. So something like that that makes it easy, that makes it frictionless. Um, And as we know, like it's a lot easier to digest liquid, liquid foods and get those in. So that would be the case for if you do train and you don't necessarily have time for that meal afterwards, that would be the route I'd go there. Yeah. Practical example when I used to train in the evening was I used to eat my lunch. I used to have a little snack and then I used to eat my dinner at like 5, 5.30. And uh, then I used to go and play football and go to the gym, like do a gym session, like you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And I would effectively just switch my pre-workout snack to afterwards. So I would have yogurt and cereal and frozen fruit when I got home because I was like, 
I actually want to eat that firstly <laughs> when I get home. Like I don't want to eat a wrap or I don't want to eat like chicken and rice when I get home that late. But I want to eat something sweet. I want to eat something that's quick. I don't have to cook it. I don't have to prep it really. So I used to flip it. So instead of having that as a my afternoon snack, I would just have it afterwards. That gave me a brief, pretty big hit protein. The other one I used to do was a shake and a bagel. I used to do a shake, bagel and avocado or bagel and uh, and like jam and peanut butter and stuff like that. So I got a bigger hit of protein from the shake and then the carbs and a little bit of fats from 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 that. And again, it didn't take me too long and I kind of wanted to eat it in the evening. So practicality of it, like you've got to be thinking about, like say, just looking and like Luke said at the start, a bit of planning. Like this stuff, you can't do on the fly. <laughs> you got to be taking your dinner with you. You got to be making sure that it's ready to, go, to kind of eat at the times. And once you do it, like it's, it becomes habit. It's easy. Like it's not as hard as maybe you think it is at the start. And what I often say to people is once you've got a couple of options, just do that. You don't have to be reinventing the wheel all the time or making new things. Like when you find, like, like Chloe said, when you find what works and you're like, man, I felt good in that session. Like, replicate that wherever you ate maybe make small changes or just eat that consistently like i think of most successful people and clients that we work with you know that we relatively similar things quite frequently and that variety comes from away from any kind of performance kind of session or training session so again that practical example definitely something for for those later trainers but like we said it's really important to get something in post i think if if you're looking to to really kind of see progress in your performance and recovery yeah, I think as well, one of the, not dangers, but one of the things about people training late and then going home and preparing a meal is that you lose out on sleep time as well. Like you're, cause you're yeah. doing everything later and then you're not getting to bed later. That's a massive thing. I talk to people and I say, how's your sleep? And they say, well, by the time I got back from training and made my dinner, you know, I've lost an hour. I could have been in bed. And one of my biggest things I tell our clients is if you're having overnight oats or if you're making oats in the morning, double up your oats because that's perfect for post-training have yeah. that before bed like that's an ideal thing it's already made um so that's probably like my, one of my go-tos i'd recommend for people as well and yeah. it's and it's always tasty as well yeah it's tasty it's got to be tasty like say the other one i use is if you can stock up on like a, on a meal prep company like freezer meals or you know have something that it is there, whether it's leftovers from the day before where you didn't train that late or it was a rest day or something. So you come in and it's literally six minutes in the microwave. Like, don't make it hard for yourself. Like, say, don't be like, right, I've got to chop all the onions, chop all the mushrooms and saute this and roast this. And it's like 40 minutes before you even, like, say, sit down because probably you're going to snack in that, snack in that time. <laughs> and, then, and then your meal is actually <laughs> one and a half, two times the amount of calories that you probably have got planned in. So yeah, like say double up, like Chloe said, and or make it easy. Like use you know quick quick meals or leftovers, or something in the freezer or the fridge. So or if you've got a really uh, compliant partner or housemate, get them to leave you some dinner. <laughs> Ask them to to, to to do that. So uh, make it hard for yourself. So good stuff. Yeah. So on that note, while we're kind of talking about the late training. Do you guys recommend any kind of like difference in how you'd approach it in terms of if someone is training perhaps in that earlier evening, so five compared to, you know, seven, eight, eight, would you recommend anything different? Maybe Luke, got anything there? 
I think the the principles remain the same. Ultimately, the principles that we talked about throughout of, you know, making sure that you're going well fueled, well hydrated and making sure you get that kind of recovery in at the end as well. Main things that obviously change are going to be the meal types, ultimately, I think. And that's obviously what we mentioned there with um, Liam's real world example of he would switch so that he'd have that yogurt granola afterwards kind of thing, because you don't want to be coming in um when you've had dinner trained and then trying to get that down more of that kind of meal. I think you can start to obviously think about caffeine and that kind of thing. We've talked about it a little bit and you can start to think about sleep and how it's affected. I know obviously uh, some people, if you feel like you need caffeine to get through those later training sessions that you might be doing, then it can be tough to kind of get over that hurdle almost. Mm. The kind of advice there would be to give it a go. I think in those earlier sessions, if you're still someone that feels kind of caffeine reliant, uh, you can probably get away a little bit more with having caffeine and it not hugely affecting, um, but potentially tweaking the dose as well. That kind of thing as well, like Liam mentioned. Yeah. I think you used 180 milligrams because that's exactly what you've got in a kind of a knocker, snocker. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But obviously things like where... Um, you know, if you are training in that early window, an espresso, a flat white, that kind of thing at like 3 or 4 p.m. is probably not going to cause a huge amount of damage to your sleep compared to, say, the 180 milligrams that you'd be getting from a knocko. That being said, though, a coffee, flat white, espresso had at 6 or 7 p.m. before an 8 or 9 p.m. session, that probably will cause a little bit of dangerous sleep as well. So it's those mm. kind of things uh, you will have to tweak just just those little bits. But I think, yeah, the main thing is going to be looking at the type of food. And obviously, this is always going to vary person to person. So as I say, the principles should kind of remain the same and it's just adapting those principles to the situation yeah i mean 5 30 is a pretty practical time to train isn't it yeah like kind of like you can snack you know it, like the time into work for lunch snack train dinner like it's it's pretty kind of set like at like regular times of, of the day so i think it's uh i don't think that one's too much of an issue it's just mm. some people are just scared to eat another snack after lunch because they're like oh i'm going to train soon and I, I think for me one of the biggest things that i really want to hammer home to people is like when you say like oh i, I don't like eating before training natural bloated i don't think you've tried that many options you've probably just <laughs> eaten something quite big and then felt bloated Get a protein once. bar <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> is that you've eaten a protein bar with 25 grams of fiber in it it's probably why you felt a bit like feel a bit full here um look try all different options try liquid base try something that's like simple carbohydrates try something that isn't gonna make you feel full and, and see how you get on so um you know for me that's that's definitely something and look we talk about evening training here and, and it's a stressful if it's just a stress at the end of the day so don't make it harder for yourself. Don't make it more stressful by not eating or, you know, at the times. And if you can figure it out, let's say you, you'll be, you'll be flying. You'll be absolutely flying in your evening session. Yeah. So on the note of kind of, you know, training being a stressor, especially that late in the day, uh, you know, how do we respond to people when people come to us and they say, oh, well, after my evening training session, I feel absolutely wired. I can't sleep. I feel like Liam, this is something that you're definitely going to be good at tackling for us. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, the thing is, is from a hormonal perspective, like we're basically doing the opposite of what we want the body to do. Like we want the body to have slightly lower levels of cortisol, slightly higher levels of serotonin. And what we do when we train is that we, we, we increase cortisol. It's a stressful thing for the body to, to go through. So we get a spike in cortisol, which obviously is not conducive to helping us get back into a, a into a state that's going to go into sleep. So 
what we can do is, you know, not sound like a broken record here, but carbohydrates help to increase serotonin. You know, foods can help to increase melatonin. We've got a blog on this, even sleeping better to sleep better. So definitely worth checking that out or the types of foods in there. But carbohydrates are really beneficial for that. You know, like there's a reason why there's a carb coma because it puts us down into a, you know, a sleepy state. So like Luke said, if you can get those in afterwards, it's a really beneficial thing to kind of help you to kind of relax. Also, you also want to eat something that you want to enjoy again. So it's food is an, is an, it should be an enjoyment thing. If you're just, you know, you're not enjoying the food, you know, you're not going to kind of go into that kind of more, you know, uh, kind of um, parasympathetic state. So we want to be thinking about, right, can we do these types of things in the evening? And for me, it's then trying to minimize any further stress afterwards, like from a lifestyle point of, point of view, like we've just trained. We should be trying to get into, you know, a rest and digest state. And they could be taking a slightly longer shower, taking a bath, reading a book, you know, not coming back in and talking about work or stressing about types of things. It is, it's hard because life gets in the way. Do you know what I mean? But if you can try to build in some form of relaxation, or have a routine where you go into, you know, uh, something that you follow every single time. So your body gets into a nice pattern. Again, this is one of the biggest things that you can do just to help bring your nervous system down. So eat carbs, eat the right types of foods, go and check out the blog and, uh, and try to kind of say, just, just calm down. Just don't, don't be going and watching more CrossFit YouTube videos after you've trained about know competition stuff <laughs> just calm down a little bit which is probably going to help you get into that healthy sleep state yeah absolutely luke anything to add on that i i think that the key thing that i think i, I love there liam again it's it's all about making things easy for yourself and making things frictionless as well so that kind of finding a routine that helps you calm down definitely uh, it's it's something that often goes overlooked but when you know mm. kind of you're you you know when you come back stressed and there's loads of stuff left to do that you had not done before you went out and trained and you're trying to do the washing up and then you're trying to get back in bed as well nice and quick um yeah finding a routine that works knowing what it is and again this is going to be varied from person to person too because there's different things that kind of help us relax help us get ready for a good quality night's sleep but it's making sure that you know what you're going to do as soon as you get in as well to take kind of the decision stress out of it as we sort of said there yeah exactly um, yeah if you come yeah. in and you're super kind of like wired from your session you think ah, i don't know what to do now now that i'm super wired what do i do what do i do i want to relax ah how do i relax you end up obviously getting in this bit of kind of negative feedback loop where you get more stressed thinking ah i'm not going to sleep ah no i need to sleep ah and you yeah end up going round and round in circles but knowing exactly hey when i finish training when i get in i'm going to do this i'm going to do this yeah one thing that i do is i make myself a nice warm cup of herbal tea that kind of thing right <laughs> where i know that that puts me in kind of a nice sleepy mood uh it's impossible to feel wired when you're sipping on a herbal tea i guarantee it <laughs> guarantee it i'd send that what challenge flavor? out what flavor are you you're on at the moment fennel i am on fennel at the moment like fennel, fennel, fennel. seed fennel seed fennel seed so it's kind woman. of like an, Is that an like liquid? liquid yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i am an yeah, old yeah. woman clone i'm proud of it yeah get on, <laughs> stay away from my fennel tea which is a dumb example but again like as i say you're not going to feel wired drinking a fennel tea you might feel wired trying to think what do i do now so yeah making sure you know what your habit's going to be and you know what calms you down afterwards and, and 
getting into a getting into a routine it's that routine like i think one of the first ever pods that we did uh liam and tom it was the the 9 p.m club kind of thing and obviously if you're training later then the 9 p.m club might have to become the 10 p.m club but the principles still apply of finding what gets you in that routine ready to get a good night's sleep yeah yeah that's so true i love that i think as well like it's just remembering that if you're you know, you're going to have to think about that a little bit more if you're not used to training in the evening, because sometimes, you know, if you're a morning, like the thought of training in the evening for me is, whoa, no way. Um, but if I had to train in the evening, then I'm going to look, be a little bit more probably stressed out by an evening training session in the sense that it will be harder for me to wind down. So you just have to be aware that it's going to be a little bit harder if you don't train often in the evening and it's something your body is not as used to. So just kind of being yeah. a bit more aware there as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. One of the things I do practical is if I ever do, which I very rarely train in the evening, if I, unless I'm playing footy, but I'll have a bath instead of a shower. Yes. Yes. You, say, you can't be stressed in a bath. That's true. <laughs> like you did. I tell you what, if I got a fennel tea Ooh. in the bath, wow. Might have to just make sure, someone's, make, sure someone, make sure someone's around because I might be too relaxed underneath there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think. That's the type of thing that we're talking about, isn't it? Practical examples. It's just, but it's little little changes. So happy days. Amazing. All right, guys, do you have anything else to add? I think we've covered a lot of stuff there. Supplementation, just to finish on, anyone take anything in the evening? And then magnesium is always chucked out there to help everybody sleep. But sometimes people have an adverse reaction to ZMA. So figure out if that works for you. But magnesium, you know what ashwagandha? Yeah, ashwagandha, magnesium, you know. These types of things are beneficial. They can help calm the nervous system. They're not going to be something that's going to be like a a magical pill to help kind of, you know, calm you down, but they're definitely kind of be something to, to kind of add in. Other than that, supplementation wise to help with that kind of type of thing. Let's say adaptogens can help, but not necessarily take them in the evening. You might take them across the day and magnesium, but other than that, anything else? Really? No, I mean, I I take yeah. magnesium, yeah. I also take my omegas before bed, but that's not necessarily because of sleep. Yeah. That's just so that they don't repeat on me throughout the day. Uh, but yeah. for, like, sleep and recovery and relaxation, I'm a big fan of the magnesium for sure. I have tried in the past the, um, you know, the subs that you can get from, like, Motion Nutrition that have, like, L-theanine in, yeah. stuff like that. And L-theanine, I think, is, is one that can definitely help, especially it kind of brings that calm down for if you are feeling wired. Yeah. But for me, I didn't necessarily see that... It was worth the cost that I was paying for the benefits. But obviously, there, there are some ingredients in that that are shown within the research to provide a benefit. It's just, again, trying them and seeing whether or not you feel like you get the effects from it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd echo that, mate. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up there. So thank you for listening, everyone. And for more info on our programs and plans, please head to phnutrition.co.uk and remember to check out our Instagram at ph underscore nutrition. If there's anything you want us to ever cover, please drop us a message. And of course, please share and rate the podcast. Thank you so much. And thanks, uh, Luke. And thanks, Liam. Amazing. Thank you, Claude. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 